Hi there, I'm Ben Pierce, and welcome to the Tech World Human Skills Podcast. The podcast all about helping you in the tech world develop your human skills or soft skills or whatever you want to call them. Each episode, we share the top tips, failures, and lived experiences of people thriving in the same world as you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's get going. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Tech World Human Skills Podcast. Today, we're talking about leadership and how to become a better leader. And our guest today has so much experience in helping leaders develop. She's a brilliant leadership coach. And you may have even come across her super popular videos of the anti-leader Linda on TikTok. So please welcome to the podcast, Kate Waterfall-Hill. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's lovely to have you with us. So so thank you so much um, for taking the time to, to be with us. I wonder if we could start, as we normally do, um, c- could you introduce yourself for all our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you might have noticed that I've got a little bit of grey hair. So I've been in business for over 30 years and I started out, left university, went straight to a PR and marketing agency. And, um, you know, we started off by, um, you know, stuffing envelopes and putting stickers on the back of photos. Those were the old days. I don't think PR's like that anymore. And uh, I rose up the ranks really quickly. I was very lucky to be spotted by the owner and he made me managing director at 29. So I had... uh, when I started, there were 12 people. And when I finished, there were 60. And after I had my kids, I decided I didn't want to be part-time managing director and I did want to be part-time. So I was set up on my own and I've been a, um, I suppose you'd call it a small business management consultant ever since. And I've got uh, a, a sort of range of a portfolio of, of uh, corporate clients that I do various different things for in terms of business improvement, some marketing stuff, um, but more recently focused on HR. And so I've spent the last 30 years really, really fascinated by nurturing talent, bringing out the best in people, finding what makes them tick, unlocking their potential. And um, and I just love doing that. So uh, when I was asked a few years ago, what do you enjoy doing most and how are you going to do more of it? It dawned on me that actually coaching was the career for me. So I not one to hang around. I'm quite an active sort of person. I take take action. But imperfect action is better than imperfect doing nothing. Um, did I say that the right way around? Imperfect action is better way than better than perfect inaction is what I meant yes, to say. Yes, um, yes. I got it right. I got it right at the same time. And um, so, yes, I went off and got the qualification and sort of started telling people I was a coach. And, you know, amazingly, they believe me. And it <laughs> works really well. Uh, and I love it because I've got that 30 years of experience. You know, I sort of, I feel genuinely learn, know what I'm talking about I'm not just sort of you know um winging it and uh and I'm able to to yeah have these fantastic conversations with people and it's a real privilege it's a real um yeah I just, lo- I just love what I do every day which is unusual I think and I hope that I in in the coaching that I do help other people enjoy what they do and do it well as well that's my sort of strap line yeah yeah and um yeah, we met actually. We were doing a bit of LinkedIn training together. I think um, it was was kind of how how I sort of was introduced to you, and then I saw you on LinkedIn and TikTok um, doing some some brilliant videos that that genuinely made me laugh out loud um, about the anti leader Linda. So, could could you maybe you know if you, you've introduced yourself, could you introduce the anti lead the and that's easy for me to say the anti leader Linda uh, and what yeah. you do in those sorts of videos that I've seen online. 
Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, two things. I was looking for a way to market my services. That, you know, that, that was the business decision. That was the business reason why I went on TikTok in the first place. I thought, could this be something? My kids are on TikTok. I've got a 20 year old and 18 year old and they're on TikTok. I thought, how hard can it be? It looks quite good fun. I've got that creative element to me from being in the marketing agency. Always slightly wanted to be on telly, but never had the, you know, had the call. Um, and it was too sensible. Had to, you know, do, had to get a proper job. And um, so this is perfect for me. It gets that little, that, that little itch, you know, it managed to scratch that itch of creativity and marketing and doing a little bit of humor as well because um, I like to think that I've got a sense of humor everyone's different aren't they but um, so I sort of yeah created this character almost sort of by mistake and don't know where, really why I called her Linda other than I don't work with anyone called Linda so apologies <laughs> for anybody who is called Linda who who is really fed up with me um, being Linda the bad manager and um, yeah I just I, I did one in January 2023 and uh, know that, you know, to, to do good marketing, you have to be consistent, you have to be visible, you have to show up. People have to know who you are and know what you stand for. Um, so I sort of know all that theory. And I thought, well, I've just got to keep doing this then, haven't I? And I've literally done a Linda video every day at bar about three or four. I think I had a car crash, so I didn't do one after that. And I, I sort of was, was on holiday and I didn't do one. But I think I probably got about 300 now thinking about the yeah. Really, and and the idea behind them for those people that haven't seen them is basically you're like the worst boss ever. You're you're. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if that's that's what it seems to me. I hope that's what you're aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, yeah. So yeah. What, what, I, what I do is I try to use satire and humour and sort of a slight cringeworthy, you know, nasty boss to illustrate the pitfalls of being a bad leader, but also to say. Because you know, occasionally I get the odd comment saying, why do you do this character? You know, nobody's as bad as this. Well, first of all, I'll tell you, look at all the other comments and you'll see that there are leaders much worse than Linda for a start, which I'm, you know, which I'm ever, forever amazed about. Yeah. But also, it's it, it for me, it was about starting a conversation to have a little bit of humour, to sort of say, oh, God, have you seen this? You know, Linda's done this. That's exactly what, you know, John's like or Sue's like or whatever. Um, and then to say, actually, do actually, do I do that? Ooh, yeah. yeah, I think I might. Yeah, last week I didn't do that one-to-one terribly well. I f- didn't show up on time and I hadn't read the paperwork beforehand and I didn't have any objectives to give to my, um, you know, team member. And actually, yeah, you know, me sort of having a little bit of a wry laugh at it is actually a way of saying, you know, you could do this better. And the way to do it better is to get some training or some coaching or, you know, it's not all about me marketing my services. It could be, you know, reading a book you know, seeing some leadership podcasts, going on TikTok and having a look for leadership advice there, because there is lots. Uh, LinkedIn, yeah. obviously. Um, but it's just, I suppose for me, it's about the first step of any leadership journey for me is to say, is for people to recognise that they are where they are now and they could perhaps do with some improvement on their leadership skills. They could invest in themselves. They could be more self-aware. They could work harder at, at, at actually focusing and being an intentional leader. And so to, to get from where they are now to where they want to be, there's a gap. And how yeah. are they going to fill that gap? And obviously, yeah. you know, my answer is you fill that gap by having coaching. But it could be, as I say, other things. There are other opportunities out there. But coaching and training is the best one. Yeah. I would yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Slight, <laughs> slightly biased. There's somewhat yeah, biased. Like... Um, well, I, I wonder, you know, so there's lots of the listeners that are listening to this show uh, work in the tech world. And we've got a number of people that listen that are what I would call people managers and a number of people that listen that I would call individual contributors. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's worth just discussing this the, the the difference between a leader and a manager. Have you have you got an opinion on what on what they are and what the difference between them is? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I've got a couple of things to say about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> one one is that, that, to my mind, the leader has a relatively simple job in terms of there's only a couple of things to do, but the, the things to do are quite difficult. So okay. the things to do are to give people a reason, you know, a purpose, a driver, a strategy, a vision, so that they get why they're doing what they're doing and they get the why. So, you know, Simon Sinek talks about this all the time. We need to know our why. You know, we need to know why we're getting up in the morning and, you know, driving to work or, or, or you know, going into our home office, whatever the, um, you know, the circumstances are. But that's the job of the leader, to my mind. But it could be, you don't necessarily have to be the CEO to be that leader. You could be the leader of a small team. You could be the leader of yourself, you know, just literally your own self to identifying what your values are and what your um, your core principles and firmly held beliefs are. That's another way of giving yourself a vision, you know, a, a reason to do what you do. So the leader is the why. To my mind, the manager is the what. So it's defining exactly what your expectations are, what the deliverables are, the deadlines, the budgets, the resources, any support you need. And, uh, and and giving people that sort of really clear understanding of what they're trying to achieve with the task at hand. But then there's a third element, which okay. is coach, which is obviously my, you know, my thing, um, which is that a really good leader. So a really good leader sets out the why, the vision, sets out the expectations, the management uh, is the what. And then the coach enables the how. So it lets the person choose within parameters. I understand there are some processes and procedures that need to be adhered to health and safety reasons and you know factory lines and all that sort of stuff you know you have to do things in a certain way but if you can give a task to somebody and say this is what is this is the outcome i'm hoping for by this time and you know in this fashion what what do you think what's the best way of doing that because they're the people who are going to have to deliver it so so you know let, let them work out the how and actually they're more likely to be invested in the how if they've developed the how themselves rather than you micromanaging and saying and this is exactly how you do it step by step instructions and come and see me at every step of the way and i want to approve your emails and sit in your meetings and all that sort of stuff micromanaging to to my mind just is no good for anybody it it gives a bottleneck to the to the whole uh, uh process but it also leaves the employee completely disempowered and demotivated. Okay. And and so as we sort of go through our conversation today, we're we're going to be focusing on that that leadership that, that leadership part. Is that correct? So we're going to be thinking what what makes a good leader? And so that could be somebody that's a leader of themselves, a leader or a leader of, of people, it doesn't matter. Um, and then thinking about how to be a great leader. Absolutely. But that, but you, that there's not, um, you know, they're not in isolation, these three roles, Le- leader, okay. manager and coach, you know, yeah. is actually, you know, as an individual contributor, you can be all three, to, but to yourself. So yeah. actually, you know, trying to, you know, as coach, you can say to yourself, you know, what's what's a positive reframing of this situation? What could I do differently that would make the outcome better next time? What have I learned? What strengths am I leaning on? You know, you can still coach yourself asking yeah. those questions. But actually, yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I don't think they're, I don't, to my mind, they're not separate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so so I guess then the golden question <laughs> would would be, what are what are the the top things that you need to do to, to be a, a great leader? How can we all get better? Well, the feedback that I get from lots and lots of people, but mostly via TikTok, is the things that they really dislike the most are the um, people being disingenuous, not having integrity, not not being honest and straightforward, not communicating well. So that would probably be, you know, a really big cornerstone. Aside from the vision bit first, I definitely would say the vision is that is the you know the, the first thing. If you haven't got the vision, then it's really hard to follow if you don't okay. know where you're going. Okay. Um, so vision first. 
and then uh, consistency, integrity, honesty, communication, those sorts of skills next. Okay. Because even if you're, you know, some people say to me, oh, I, I'm not going to be a le- good leader because I'm not missing, you know, I'm not, I haven't got loads of charisma. I'm not great at public speaking. I can't hold a, hold a, you know, the attention of a crowd. And I say you don't have to. You know, there are very fantastic charismatic leaders that, you know, we can all think of when we think of a leader, you probably think, you know, you probably pop into your head straight away. But actually, some of those charismatic leaders are absolutely awful at the detail, don't nearly spend as much time as they should do individually, one to one, actually taking an interest in the individuals. They're all yeah. about the, you know, the traveling the world and doing all you know glamorous things. So you don't have to be Mr. or Mrs. Charisma to to be a good leader. To be a good leader, you need to you know, know what the purpose is, set, set up the vision and be consistent and honest. <laughs> That's probably the two main things. But there's also okay. a little bit about, you know, expertise, being competent in your job. People love that if you're if they view you as being competent and, and uh, you know, aware of what's going on. Listening, you know, active listening, really taking an interest in the individuals. Um, and, yeah, there's a whole host of things that I, I teach on my leadership courses, but those are probably the key ones. Okay. Okay. So we've got this idea of a vision of of where we're going, and then the the, the sort of thing you really made on there is is about being authentic, really about being real, about being honest, open, transparent, but but a version of you, you know, not not a copy of somebody else, yeah. but 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 you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I do quite a lot of work in coaching on people's values. So I help people who aren't quite sure who they want to be or where they want to go or what their personal brand is, what their leadership style is. And I start with what's important to you. What's what's you know, if I if I cut you in half and you're a piece of rock, what would I see you're going all the way through the middle? Yeah. And and some some people sort of say, oh, yes, I, yeah, I know what my values are. And then I say, well, would you mind sharing them? And they go, oh, what you mean you want me to put words to them out loud? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't know what they are, if you can't say them, yeah, you know, if you can't say them like that, then then they're not really your values in yeah. my mind. And, so and w- when you say people... values, what what do you mean by values? Are these like characteristics, or are these things that are important to you, as in people, or what 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 yeah. do you mean by values? It's a, it's a little bit of both, actually. It's 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 quite, and that's why I think some people find it a bit too nebulous for them. They don't like it. It sounds a bit woo woo. But actually, okay. it's a really great start to working out who you are as a person to work out what your values are. And your values are really your your as I said before your your firmly held beliefs, your core uh, principles, your guiding star. So the things that that make you who you are. Yeah. And they can change over time. So you know, as you as you you know as you develop as a person, as you develop as a leader, those those values might you know what might well probably change. So in your twenties, you might have adventure as one of your values, or yeah. risk as one yeah. of your entrepreneurship. You know, so you know that you've got you've got the ability to to be you know wild and free when you're in your twenties. Perhaps if you have a family later on, and you're and you actually got you know mortgage, and you're saddled with you know kids and all the rest. I just didn't say saddled with. That sounded awful, didn't it? But you know what I mean. <laughs> We love the little it feels often we? like I've been saddled with children. It was my decision, but now it feels like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that word. Anyway, if you have the joy of having children, then your, you know, your, 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 you know, one of your values might be family, and yeah. it might be, you know, spending time at home and with your, with your, with your family, and, and being a really good parent. So, um, so I, that's why I really like the values work so much, is because it is evolving, and you can do it again and again and again. And, um, and you know, it, it doesn't cost a huge amount. You know, I, I have a uh, find your purpose module in part of my coaching thing, which is about finding your values. But you can use that again and again. You know, it's it, you know, you, it's literally an editable PDF. You could have another go in six months' time. 
Whereas the personality tests that you quite often get in, in particularly in big businesses, they want to, you to do a leadership assessment or a personality test. I, I'm, I'm not massively keen on those. Because to my mind, they they're you know a questionnaire where you tick tick or, or cross or you you know you say which is your preference or whatever, and it's, it's dependent on the mood you are at that moment in that on that day you know whether you're hungry or tired or <laughs> had a yeah. row with your spouse or whatever, and it's a snapshot in time. Yeah. And have, have you ever read um, Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck? I have the growth mindset book. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great, great book. And 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 you know, it talks about for those who haven't haven't heard it or haven't read it rather. It's um, it it basically has uh, proposes that there are two types of people, and you can move from one to the other: growth mindset and fixed mindset. And and yeah. you know, the the it, it's really clear: fixed mindset people think they are born a certain way. They are you know a high achiever at school. They're going to be a high achiever at university or whatever. High achiever at work, and that's their label. And the uh, or a sports you know sporty or you know thick or pretty or you know whatever it is. And the difficulty it comes when if you're a fixed mindset person is when that changes your world crumbles. So if you if you were at the top of the class at school but you're not the top of the class at university, it's suddenly like uh, you know panic system stations because you it, you know what what who you are who are you then you know what is your persona? Whereas a growth mindset person builds resilience because you for every you know, failure or challenge or, or difficulty is seen as an opportunity for growth, and you look at it as as a as a way to um to you know, sort of think, oh, what could I have done differently? Okay, I'm going to try that next time. Yeah. And so, to my mind, the personality assessments sort of fix you. Yeah. And they say, you know, you're an advocate or you're a complete finisher or you know whatever the uh, you know whichever program you do, and then people sort of go, oh well, that's yeah. what I'm like then. You know, yeah. I'm finished now. <laughs> I, I told you I wasn't creative or I told you, I, you know, uh, I, I wasn't, this, I, you know, I'm one of those people who, um, you know, controlling or whatever. But but with your values, you can change. Yeah. You know, you can you can you can seek an opportunity to say, actually, I'd like to do things differently from now on. I'd like to start a new chapter and you can go and get some personal development support, whether that's reading a book or, or having somebody walk alongside you and you can actually make a difference. So yeah. that's why I find it so in interesting that this values work and it and it helps with decision making it helps with setting your boundaries um i think i think i've i've used this analogy before but it's such a good one I, i'm going to pull it out again out of the bag if you don't mind which Please is do. if if you were um are you a vegetarian by any chance i am not but my wife is so uh, okay. i am often vegetarian but i do like a good burger <laughs> right, not, not through choice. So, if if you were to say to your wife, then because she knows knows herself that she's a vegetarian, she's chosen that path. Um, that if you offered her a bacon sandwich or a you know roast beef or something, it would be a relatively easy no for her. I'm assuming, or you know, she yeah. might struggle with you know, if she. No, no, it would be an easy no. Not interested. Yeah. No. Well, that that's a sort of simplified version of your values. You know, you if you know that one of your values is honesty and integrity. If your if your organisation comes to you and says. Oh, I know you only spent 30 hours on that project, but can you bill 60 hours to inflate the invoice? It's an easy no if if, yeah. if honesty and integrity is one of your uh, yeah. one of your values. And and also it, it signposts you to why you sometimes feel out of alignment with somebody else you either work with or or uh, live with or you know are friends with, and also whether you're out of alignment with the organization you work for. And then there's yeah. some work to do on that. Yeah, yeah. No, really interesting. I mean, I so sort of go to those personality tests. I found them, they can be of use. Um, and I guess the way I think about it is 
from, from what you're saying with the values is the nature nurture. Um, so what I mean by that is um, I, I have a nature. I was born with a DNA. There's a bit about who, who I who I am. Um, and I know if I'm doing loads of real detail work, I will be shattered. Right. Um, it, it drains my energy. If I'm chatting to people, having fun, being energized by people doing something I love, um, I will be less tired. And I, and I know that about me. And that sort of doesn't tend to change too, too much. No. But the the then the idea of, you know, so in my you, know, you, you gave a great example in my 20s, I used to travel loads with work and I loved it. I was in a different country every week. I saw so much stuff. Had, um, but then the kids came along. And as much as I sometimes feel like I've been saddled with them, I did want to see them grow up and I did want to be there. And and so that became, so there was a value changing for me, you know, yeah. you know, quite clearly. But then the bit about, you know, doing loads and loads of detail work versus, you know, maybe the, uh, the with people work, that sort of doesn't change a bit. So it sort of feels to me a bit like that nature nurture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I can see that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But it's it's a really interesting piece piece of work, and it can really help with um, helping yeah. you define who you are as a leader. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, wh- when we were chatting about this before, you said one of the a great you know, the things to do to be a great leader uh, before we click record was about being open to change, um, which is quite interesting. Could you sort of unpack that a little bit about what you mean about how being open to change is, is part of being a great leader? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, if again going back to that fixed mindset idea, that if yeah. you're sort of very fixed on something and you and it's sort of my way or the highway, and this is how you do it, and this is my leadership style, and that's how it's going to be, then it, it it ends up being a little tricky because over the years things have changed. You know, in, you know, team members expect a different style of leadership than they did. You know, fifty years ago, it used to be command and control. You know, do as I say, not as I do necessarily. Um, and now it's more align and enable. It's you know, it's it's understanding the the um, the, the vision and enabling the people to actually execute the the task um, as they as they see fit. So, so being able to be open to change in that regard, in in terms of your approach to leadership, is really useful. But also acknowledging that you actually might not be perfect. So you know, sometimes I come across leaders who, particularly the, the older um, leaders, so sort of my, my sort of age and older, who are a little bit sort of like, well, you know, I am what I am. I'm not going to change now. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, well, you know, why why not? You know, because actually yeah. the the world has changed. I mean, not ju- I'm not just talking about post um, pandemic, but but you know, just just in general generations as they come up through the ranks of of uh, into the workplace are expecting different things from their leadership uh, yeah. from their leaders and so you need to change your leadership so the first thing to you know to be a good leader is to acknowledge there's a gap between where you, potentially where you are now where you'd like to be or where you you potentially need to be and so yeah. that's the first step for me being self-aware enough to say actually yeah do you know what i could do with some help with this yeah um yeah it's it, it's really interesting and and it, and it and it sort of i think builds on that the 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 mindset book you're talking about the carol dweck isn't it is is going through life as a constant learner wanting to constantly learn and constantly yeah. adapt as opposed yeah. to can't teach an old dog new tricks i am what i am you know uh you know th- this worked before the internet so now it's going to work in a tiktok world well you know they're entirely different worlds and so that idea that 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 you've got to constantly, constantly be learning, constantly be changing. But but how do you balance that with, uh, you know, providing guidance and I guess positivity and and leadership in inverted commas, 
when you're going through a, a difficult thing you know how do you how do you balance learning and adapting versus being a solid foundation for some people whilst you go through some difficult times for example well i'd probably turn that around on its head and say what are you going to do if you don't do that okay if you don't make time to lead and you just focus on the doing you know the task at hand yeah then you know you're not going to you're not going to grow you're not going to change that your people aren't going to grow and change you're not going to achieve your your next set of objectives and actually you end up either stagnating or actually going backwards yeah. so you know let me put you put a question to you are you the same now as you were five years ago yeah no no <laughs> i'm glad you said no um yeah. so, you know, i'm anticipating you're going to say are you when i say to you are you going to be the same in five years time you're going to say no right yeah but yeah. but actually what's the five years hence version of you going to look like? Yeah. And and do you just um, let that happen? Do you just, you know, firefight from one day to the next? Just do your emails to go to meetings, do your emails, go to meetings? Or do you actually stop and say, do you know what, enough's enough. I've got to put some boundaries in place here that say that project, that project, that project, they're going to have to wait till next year because I'm going to focus on this, which is even more important for five years time. So yeah. it's, it's, so, so when people say to me, oh, it's really hard um, with boundaries, you know, how do I set my boundaries? I'm a bit of a people pleaser. You know, I like to say yes to everybody and I don't want to upset anyone. And lots of leaders do this because they, they, uh, you know, they, they're in a role, they're a subject matter expert, they get promoted to team leader or, or manager, they get given a whole load of people to manage as well, but no extra time. You know, nobody's taken any work off them to allow them to be a good leader. And and, that, and we just let that happen. But actually, in sort of enough's enough. You know, you've got to say, if you want me to lead these people, then I need somebody else to do this work or I need yeah. more resources to, or I need more automation or I need to defer it or I need to make it simpler or I need to just not do it at all. Yeah. And and as the senior leader, you need to help these new leaders to say, actually, yeah, do you know what? You're right. You need to carve out some time to, to lead, to be strategic, to make good decisions and to spend time with your people. And that's going to be really important. That's a better investment than you actually doing the data analysis still and just sitting at, you know, looking at a spreadsheet or writing a PowerPoint presentation. Actually, yeah. you know, half an hour with your team once a week, say, it doesn't have to be that, um, is a miles better investment than half an hour sitting looking at a bit of data. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, again, before before we, we, we pressed record on, on, on this podcast, we, we were sort of thinking this idea of... of which I think you're pointing at, you know, time to think, time to lead and time for you. Yeah. I wonder if you could sort of unpick what that is a little bit. Yeah, it's. A, I suppose it's a tiny bit of a cliche nowadays, this sort of self-care idea. And, and you know, some leaders will be like, oh, I've got time for all that nonsense. But actually, if you haven't got time for all that nonsense, you're going to end up hitting a wall at some stage, most probably. You know, most people end up, um, you know, I, you know, either the extreme of it, which is burning out, or, you know, well, even more extreme than that is not living anymore. Um, but let's let's take it one step closer. But, you know, you know, burning out can be really, really awful for people and take you out of the workplace for months and months and months at a time. Yeah. So that's not a great um, idea, particularly if you're an owner manager. Um, and actually just carving out time to to just be means that you can go back to the task at hand with that energy, with that sparkle. And actually, it's a really interesting concept that I hadn't thought of before until I had some therapy recently. And I was overworking. And my therapist said to me, so, you know, you think it's fine to you, you you're just going to carry on as you are. And I was like, well, you know, I enjoy work, you know, and it's, you know, I haven't really got any other hobbies. You know, this is my thing. This is what I like doing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, well, you know, eventually, 
you're going to find that your energy is depleted. And then you won't be giving that sparkle, that magic to your clients. And you're going to show up on a coaching call and be, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> and the whole point of me, to my mind, my core value, one of my core values is doing meaningful work. So if I, if I show up to this thing, which I absolutely love, not being you know, the, the, the uh, you know, not giving that sparkle, that energy, that care to each client, then, then what, you know, then my meaningful work is suddenly shattered as well. So my, so it, it's almost sort of having boundaries that protect your values. So yeah. knowing when to say no, knowing when to, to actually just take a minute. And there are some things about, you know, procrastination and prioritization and using your time well, which I teach on my leadership courses, which is about being intentional about making choices because, you know, it's a real cliche to say we've only we know we've all got the same 24 hours in a day, but it is sort of true. <laughs> you know, we have only got the same 24 hours in a day and some people use it really well, don't they? They're, you know, flying high and majorly successful and other people just waste it. Um, and there's there's a bit in between. You know, there's a bit in between that says I'm going to be intentional about how I use my time and, and carve out blocks of time. Um, one of the things about boundaries that I quite often get, you know, talk to people about is that, oh, you know, they've, um, you know, three people have left and I haven't got any more resources and I'm just soldiering on doing 60, 70 hours a day and trying to get through it all. And I say to them, well, so when are you going to say no, enough is enough? Well, you know, it's not really anybody's fault, blah, blah, blah. I say, OK, so say another 10 people leave. Can you do 13 people's jobs? Yeah. Well, no, obviously not. Oh, OK. So the 13 people was ridiculous. The three people's okay, is it? So where where yeah. on the scale do you say no? And I suppose what I'm trying to encourage people to do is to work out where their boundary is, where their no is, and make sure they say no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Because otherwise, you say yes to everything, and 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 I, I've had lots of conversations with my friends about this. You end up doing fifty things really badly, as opposed yeah. to three or four things really well. Um, and it's a disaster for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And also you end up doing the things um, either for the people that shout the loudest yeah, uh, or the things that seem the most urgent because you sort of, you know, our, our, our brains are wired to do the urgent thing. I've only got, you know, you know, a day left. I better get on with it. And, and we forget to focus on what's actually important. You know, what's going to change the dial? What's important to you as a person? You know, what answers your values? Um, and so, yes, it's, it, it's actually taking some time and I literally do 10 magic minutes every morning, which I learned on a course and forgive me for the to the course person because I can't remember the name. But anyway, this 10 magic minutes is, is, is a really great concept. I sit at my desk 10 minutes before my first meeting or, or opening my computer to look at my emails. And I just think 10 minutes for 10 minutes literally have a timer on. I used to. I don't know now because I've got, I've got it's, it's an ingrained habit. I used to have <laughs> right. a timer on for 10 minutes. And just think, what have I actually got to do today? What's the important thing? What's going to make a difference to me in six months, six years? You know, not six minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you, we thought there about time, I guess, time to think. And that's sort of the time to think. We then talked about the time for you and that self-care bit that is so important. And in fact, you know, we, we um, I recorded... Uh, just last week, so it's not come out as we're doing this, uh, a whole podcast on burnout um, and, oh, right. and and that kind of stuff. So um, really, really important topic. Um, but the other bit you said was time to lead. What is it you mean by time to lead? Spending time with your people. Right. Yeah, actually spending time setting out the, the vision that we talked about before, the why, but also listening to them, actively listening. So not just listening to reply, but listening to understand 
and then reflecting back what you think you've heard, asking open questions without judgment and really digging deep into what's going on for people. And then actually just just working out what the solution is with them or helping them find out, find the solution. So a lot of leaders come to me and sort of say, oh, I haven't got time because everyone comes to me to solve their problems. And, you know, my top tip on this is to, to you know, re- reflect that back to the individual and say, OK, what is the one key thing that you're really bothered about? You know, it might be you might have walked in the door saying everything's a nightmare. This is I hate this job. You know, this is awful, awful, awful. And then you want same for kids. Actually do this with kids as well. When the kids say, oh, I hate school. You know, so you know, get them to narrow it down to the one key thing that's really annoying them today. And it might be there's more than one thing, but you can only tackle one thing at a time. So let's just do one thing. So what's the one thing that's that's on your mind that's that, that you know, if you could solve would change everything or certainly enough for today. And then what are the three things that you think we could do? Either, you know, do nothing and ignore it, um, you know, leave or, you know, or be the champion for change. You know, d- decide to do something active that actually makes this better. Um, come up you know have a have a creative idea session and come up with an alternative solution and then you know what's your preferred solution so you know you ask them for one one key issue the three options and then their one preferred solution and actually just doing that just just giving the your team members the um the the the, what's the word i'm looking for not authority but the opportunity to be problem solvers themselves will change everything because then it means they don't keep coming to you all the time yeah. You don't have to be the bottleneck. Also, you don't have to be the one that comes up with a solution. And because they've come up with a solution, they're more invested in the outcome. So they're more likely to make it work than if you told them to do it. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm, I'm just looking at glancing the clock and we are we are racing through. I mean, it's been really fascinating. Now, I wonder if we could change tack just a little bit. Um, Go back to TikTok because um, TikTok's obviously a tool that you're you're using really well for business um certainly my experience of tiktok has has basically been fun personal um almost like old-fashioned tv flicking you know you used to just watch you know you used to just flick through the, with the remote control going what's on this channel what's on this channel um and and i've not really embraced it in a in a business perspective and I, and I suspect that a lot of people are in a, in a in a in a similar situation i just wondered if you could sort of just talk through your experience of using tiktok as a business tool and what works well and how you've done it and any tips that you might have yeah yeah well I'm, as i alluded to before the fact that i'm using a bit of humor and satire means that the word travels more quickly than if i was just saying here are my top three tips for how to be yeah. a good leader um, yeah. and there are people who do that really well by the way there's some really great people that i follow on tiktok who do that sort of management advice and everything and it's and it's great and there's a, there's a, another there's an american woman who does similar stuff to me but she's a bit sort of more uh, drier than i am if you know what i mean um mine's a little bit more slapstick tiny bit um and uh so so actually I've, I've been my first initial idea was that it would just be a sort of a bit of a fun thing to do and it might have get some interest but actually what's happened is that it's uh the 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 word has traveled fast if you know what i mean i've been invited to do speaking things i've been asked to do a keynote speech at a, a well-being exp- um, exhibition i've been asked to go to a linkedin mccann worldwide thing to sit on a panel so it, it, it's interesting that people see you on tiktok and then make the leap to oh actually you're a credible person you're not just a, you know doing silly silly skits on TikTok because yeah. I think the message underneath the silly skits on TikTok is actually this person knows what she's talking about because she's seen 
how bad it can be and yeah. how that's not okay. So yeah. so it's evident that I've got lots of experience because I'm highlighting, you know, I'm shining a light on these these awful managers. And then the other thing that I think that's that's made people pick up the phone and you know and book calls with me from TikTok is that they are looking for some support, but they don't want it to be dry and boring. And why yeah. should it be dry and boring? You know, we we're at work so many hours of the day, and so that's another cliche. But um, you know, why why not be able to enjoy it and 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 enjoy what we're doing? And so leadership development doesn't have to be, you know, textbook. You know, lots and lots of theory. I mean, I do pepper my stuff with some theory because I think it's interesting to understand your psychological response, your physiological response, things like transactional analysis. Um, you know, I understand a little bit about imposter syndrome. I'm not an expert in any of these things, but I can signpost people to where the experts are. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I think that's what's what's helped me in terms of growing my business is that people see the humour, think, oh, that's funny. Oh, actually, she's got a point. Oh, I might see if she's, you know, she says she's a leadership coach. Let's we'll see, see, let's see what that's all about. Yeah. And then actually, oh, yeah, she looks like, she might be quite fun to work with. I think that's yeah. what people think anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm hearing. And, and the, the, the other thing that, that's interesting that, that, that you said, and I think this was perhaps earlier in the call, is that you've done 300 of these now and you've yeah. done them over every day apart from the car crash or, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and even, so, then I, even then I posted a story on the car crash day to say, sorry, I won't be posting for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and um and, and and do you know what that that is just wonderful to hear because so many people i think um are try uh, are worried that the that the next big they you know that the next big thing is is going to suddenly go viral and, and and if they don't that um uh, that they've done something wrong but what you're kind of illustrating there is actually it's taken a lot of commitment and a lot of effort and a lot of hard work and you've done all of that, and that is what has resulted in your success there, not the yeah. fact that you did one and it went viral and you became an overnight sensation sort of thing. No, no. no. Although amazingly, you know, some of the some of the stuffs had like three million views and things like that. So it's it is pretty pretty uh, crazy. And I've yeah. got nearly not quite not quite a hundred thousand followers, but nearly. I'm looking forward to that. Wow, that is awesome, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And that's taken you a couple of years, or, or so that's taken you a year if you're doing it nearly every day. That's that's taken you a year yeah. then. Um, I started on the 11th of January. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to turn my heater down. I'm absolutely boiling. I can see my face has gone bright red. Right. Sorry, say that again. <laughs> so you're talking, um, right. So you only started that this year then. So you started that in January this year, doing one a day. We're now in November and you've done one a day and um, you've got to that kind of level of success doing it. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. And and it's it's really good fun. I really enjoy it as well. And and lots of people write to me with ideas for, yeah. for videos. Sometimes in the comments, you know, oh, you know, let, I'm, I can't wait for part two of you know the employee satisfaction survey that Linda tries to kibosh. Um, and then and then she and then the part two was oh yes, we can do the employee survey now because I brought biscuits in when I came back from holiday. She thinks everyone's going to like her. And then and then part three has been, yeah, you know, I want to know who said something negative about me so I can go and talk to them about it. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so, you know, so, so people people seem to know the characters, you know, because I, I don't know if you've seen it enough to know that there are other characters off screen. Um, oh, I haven't. I haven't. I hadn't got that kind of right. No, 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 yeah. no. I hadn't. Right. OK. Yeah. So I've got William. William's my boss. Alice is my sort of erstwhile um, uh, put upon assistant. Actually, she's somebody else's assistant who I nick all the time. Janet's my bestie, although she doesn't really like me as much as I like her. 
And then I've got Josh and Jason, Sanjay, Mira, you know, got a whole cast of of um, of other people. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, Neil, who just disappeared. You know, nobody knows where he is, but his emails are bouncing back and things like that. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's quite fun. It's quite fun. <laughs> and so how do you keep coming up with all this creativity? Because if you're at 300 now, that's a lot. Yeah. Of ri- that's a lot of writing, a lot of scenarios, a it lot is. of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so do a lot of scripts. Um, what does I say? A lot of people write to me with, with suggestions for things, right. things from the comments that I pick up. But then actually, I have to say, a lot of the stuff is from people I know and meet, and and you know I work with. And I literally go, you know, I've got one client who I go to board meetings every month, and um, I literally got my notebook out and I'm I'm writing, and and then I go I go the next I go the next time, and, and then what one time I went in, the, the finance manager so she sort of took me to one side and she said, you know that last one was that our managing director? And I was like. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I had one coaching client actually who emailed me and she said, um, you know, was that me? And I was like, no, I promise it wasn't you. It definitely wasn't you. you know, and she, she, she was worried that the, the busy, busy manager who didn't have time for her team was there. I was like, no, 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 you're not alone in that regard. You're not alone. Oh, brilliant. Well, sadly, time, time has escaped us. Um, just to wrap up, what would be, I guess, the key takeaways that you, that for anybody uh, that's either just jumped in at the end or or has forgotten some stuff? What would be the key takeaways uh, for people? I think it's to acknowledge that you're human and that you need, you know, care <laughs> and you need to look after yourself. But also to acknowledge the people you work with are human and they also need your care. So when sometimes when people say to me, "Oh, you know, I'm so cross with so and so because they haven't done what I expected," so I tore them off a strip and now they're sulking. And I said, well, you know, would you speak to a friend like that? You know, your friend turned up late for a coffee. Would you say, well, you know, how very dare you? You you, you know, you might take the mickey out of them a little bit, but you'd, you'd sort it out. And it's just having that human connection, remembering that we're all human and we've all got human drivers. We've got human needs. We want to be listened to. We want to be heard. Yeah. Um, we want to be respected. Yeah. And uh, and then if you can do that, you can build relationship, build trust, build psychological safety. And then that's the foundation for building a really good leadership relationship with somebody. Brilliant. Thank you. And um, for anybody that wants to find you out in Internet land, um, where can, where's the best place for people to find you? Um, anywhere where you can Google Kate Waterfall Hill, because believe it or not, there aren't many of me. That's why I've stuck, okay. I, I stuck, <laughs> I stuck Waterfall in my middle, uh, in, which is my maiden name. I put it in my business name so that it's memorable, more memorable than Kate Hill. Who wants to be Kate Hill? <laughs> um, so <laughs> Kate Waterfall Hill is the thing to remember. But I've got a website, which is waterfallhill.co.uk. I'm all over LinkedIn and, uh, as you know, TikTok. And I'm Kate Waterfall Hill there and an Instagram and Facebook. I don't Brilliant. do and- I don't do X or Twitter. Right. Okay. And um, I'll I'll pop a link to those in the show notes so that anybody who wants to find uh, wants to find Linda and watch some of those videos uh, can find that. Um, So I guess the last thing for me to say is just thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. It's been absolutely wonderful to hear from you. Brilliant. Well, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Ben. It's been great. Well, there we go. Thanks for listening. Now, I do want to tell you about the new technical storytelling essentials digital course. It's a great way to develop your influencing, your presentation and your communication skills. It's only 97 English pounds or 120 US dollars. I think it's fair to say you need it in your life. Oh, and can you do me a favour? Could you subscribe to the podcast and rate the show? It really helps to spread the word.